to the press play podcast the greatest podcast on the internet if you are seth's mom <laughs> i'm ian i'm seth i'm dasher and seth's mom is a very lovely lady exactly. an angel and our, no one, and our number one fan as well she should be her son's on the show <laughs> i'm pretty sure my mom has not heard a single a single one of these oh, I that i don't fact, i know i don't know that at happened. all yeah, I don't know if your mom has heard an episode or if she just doesn't care. Her son's on it and she shares every one of our episodes. It's a, it's a, it's adorable. I'm that's sure amazing. that's it. That's amazing. That's fine too. If, if, if that's, I mean, hey, share us. Don't just if you're listening or not listening, share us. <clears throat> yeah, that's all. I and uh, speaking of sharing, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, why don't you go ahead and plug the website? Yeah, uh, I think all of us kind of got into a bit of a a streak where we were all being lazy for a little while, but uh, we need to get back on the website and start updating it more than more often than we should. But yes, pressplaypodcast.net, I believe is the correct address. It's yes, not it net, is. right? Okay. It's the .net part that confused me. And you can also, uh, you know, subscribe to our Facebook and Instagrams. So a lot to cover. We're going to start out with the newest episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier the newest episode of Invincible and my pick of the week, which was Candyman starring Tony Todd. And this is the work of Clive Barker, but we'll get into all that in due time, but we'll start out with what we normally start out with. And that is the Falcon and winter soldier. I'm going to go ahead and say it right out of the gate. This was probably my favorite episode so far. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Good to know. Good. Cause a lot happened. You know, I don't I don't recall any dull moments, uh, any moments where I was like, man, just pick up the pace. Just th- there was plenty of time to breathe. There was a lot of momentum in this one. I, I love where they're going with this one, with the, with with these characters. I love, love, love that they brought in. Um, what was it? The the Dora, Mer- the, the, the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. Yes. The people from Wakanda. Because, yeah, they I, I'm so happy they brought that back because he was in Wakanda for well, like six years or something. Yeah. So seeing them again was so much fun and seeing them do what they do. And that's just kick ass. And I like how um, they're establishing a bit of a relationship between himself and Ayo, one of the Dormelage who was in, you know, a couple of the movies she was in. Um, he was Civil in War, Civil War. Briefly um, yeah. in Infinity War extensively. And I like that she's getting a little bit of her shine here because um, let's be honest, the Dormelage are a bunch of badasses. Yeah, that's uh, oh yeah, they are. They, they Walker beat the got, shit out of him. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. Oh yeah, and and I loved that because he was like he he was so broken when that happened because like they weren't even super soldiers. Like, no, you just fucking suck, man. Well, like, they well, they, it's, they kind of are. Yeah, they totally are. Well, they don't have they're super they're they're elite. They're, they're yeah. elite. Yeah, there you go. They they're, don't they're, have superpower. Yeah, they're they're. they're 
they're at the peak of human of yeah. of, of they're of, Wakanda of, of human ninjas for fuck's yeah. sake. Yeah, like that, that you probably just explained it the best it could be explained. They're fucking Wakanda ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think your shield was gonna do there, buddy? You fucking suck. They're the ones that made it for you. Yeah. Well, well, Howard. Stark I was waiting on it. her to take it too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Howard Stark made it. It was just uh, the, the the vibranium wasn't right. given to him either. Yeah. But uh, man, yeah, he is quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in this show because I knew I called it back in episode two that he was going to turn bad, and as soon as he got that his hands on that serum, I was like, okay, he's the bad guy, and. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things that were predictable. I, I knew that Battlestar was going to was going to bite it eventually, and then uh, man, he just he made Captain America look so bad, and I am mm. so here for it. Yeah, in, in front of a worldwide audience, um, mm-hmm. and he didn't give a fuck. Nope. That after he crushed that man with the shield, he just acted like he just killed my friend. I don't give a fuck what you think. Which, yeah, that 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 which, shot from that's underneath. relatable. Yeah, that shot from underneath with the fucking tip of the shield fucking drenched in blood. I it was just it, it just is it's everything Steve did not want. Yeah, exactly. Well, and right. and now and now Sam has to deal with that decision because because he gave that shield up. Now this happened. He could have he could have uh, carried it on with valor and, and dignity, but no, they give it to this fucking psychopath. Well, is he though? Because he did what any normal human being in his situation probably would have done now did he did what did he do what somebody um bestowed the mental of captain america upon them should do absolutely not no but no. can you really blame him for what he did well it's it basically goes back to what uh, his sidekick said it's basically like uh power changes people and once and he 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 obviously took it uh off camera and it goes back to the very because I've been seeing this meme a lot since this happened. It goes back to the very first Captain America movie. It, it makes good great and it makes bad worse. Yeah. So if he was already like this, then there's not a doubt that he was going to become this at some point. And I, I'm I love love it. Like I don't even think at this because I, I thought about it. There's only two episodes left. I don't even think Zemo is the bad guy at this point. Like it's 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 these terrorists and and this U.S. agent character. Zemo's just here. They they portrayed him in the in the trailer like he was the main antagonist, but is he? Well, you've got a lot of ground to show. cover. You've got a lot of ground to cover in yeah. two episodes, but uh, I don't care if they never make him the bad guy. Yeah, I mean, and he just you know sit back watching, sipping his tea, seeing he was, Cap yeah. get his ass whooped. He was a means to just, an end. Yeah, yeah. and then just slides out the door like. All right, nobody sees me. They're busy. Oh yeah, I did um, love that. Like even Winter Soldier got his jabs in because he was they were fighting Captain America, and he's like, "You're doing great, John." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he literally got disarmed. Oh yeah, with a um. Oh yeah, master master being walking five point punch attack. That was awesome. Was like, did you know they could do that? No, no. <laughs> of course he didn't. But of course they can. Yeah, well, they made the arm right. Well, exactly. it, it, it's it's like uh, Ao said when uh, Walker was like, "You don't have jurisdiction here," and they're like, "The door Malage have jurisdiction wherever the door Malage may stand." Yeah, that was dude. I'm I'm as much as I do love Okoye, uh, I don't mind that she wasn't here just because. Yeah, I mean any any time that the door Malage show up is it's gonna be badass. Yeah. So and this was 100 not uh, not disappointing. Not uh, it's it, it's definitely this is an episode that I want to watch at least a couple more times before mm-hmm. next for this Friday's episode because I just yeah. I had so much fun. Yeah, it, it was like you said. I mean, it was very well paced. The action was perfect. Um, the story flowed. There was I, I didn't see anything wrong with this episode at all. I was extremely happy with it. I, I found it engaging. It's it's uh, the show's going somewhere. They've got a story to tell. It's not one. I will say this. I, I just <laughs> lied. I, I did find one thing wrong with it. It could have been longer. Oh yeah. 
that's another thing that I am absolutely 100% loving is that these episodes are actually an hour, not, not like 44 minutes and only 30 of it is show and the rest is fucking credits. Like, no, these, these are like, these are 50 minute episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm 100% here for that too, because yeah. I don't want, I, I would much rather have this show run a lot longer than WandaVision. I, I hope we get a second season. This one's only, I mean, I don't think we are. Um, it's a mini series. Setting up, yeah, they're obviously setting up for, you know, future movies or whatnot. Let's be honest. We might not see Zemo again for the remainder of the two episodes. Um, might not. Uh, that's fine. I really don't care. Yeah. But uh, I want. I do want to see him more because I just love his character. And I think yeah, we Zemo's will awesome. see him because, um, you know, his whole thing is to end all super soldiers. And there's yeah. still a few running around. So they might run into him again. Yeah. Because he's out now. And that's his one thing. And but, um, uh, yeah, watching him stomp those uh, serums into the group. Because at first you're thinking when you, when you see him scattered, like he's, he's going to steal them. I thought yeah. he was going to steal at least one and become yeah. that. Nope. No, he is 100 percent against this and stomped him into the ground. And I thought, you know what? At this guy, this guy has his convictions and he's sticking to him to a T because I would mm. not have done that. I would have taken he, at least one. He's a very well written villain. Mm -hmm. Um yes. Even though he's not necessarily playing the villain role in this series, he's still a villain. I mean, let's be honest, it's Baron Zemo. Yeah. Um, but if we get a second season of this that runs like nine episodes and wraps up the story they need to tell, I'm cool with it. If we don't, I just hope it goes somewhere in like a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier movie or something like that, because that would be pretty cool based on what we've seen here. Well, I, I, I think the ultimate decision that has to be made uh, with the show's narrative is who gets the shield at the end. It ain't going to be John Walker. No. Someone's no. taking that bitch. So yeah. is it Sam or is it Bucky? We'll find out in the next two hours. And who's more deserving of it? Uh, I think they're both equally deserving. Is, uh, it, yeah. is, is, it a, is it a role that they can share? Is it, you know no. what I mean? No, no, no. That, that's, it's going to have to be one of them or none of them. I think they're going to give it to Sam because, you know, uh, that's what Cap, Cap gave him the shield. But ultimately, I would rather I would prefer Bucky have it. But the show has been pretty much uh, broadcasting who's going to end up with it. Yeah. Yeah. For lack of a better term, um, Sam's going to wind up with the shield if he wants it or nobody's going to wind up with the shield and they're just going to do away with the Captain America mantle in the MCU altogether. That's a very light. That, that's a possibility. Yeah, actually, like like both of us, both of them are deserving, but maybe they look at each other as we're not deserving because there's only one Captain America. There's only ever going to be one Captain America, and there only ever needs to be one yeah. Captain America. And y'all were stupid for trying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could definitely see it going that route. And I'm okay with that route too, but because. Sure. Uh, this show has proven to me that they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike um, uh, the other one. Whoever's writing this show and whoever's directing these episodes, I couldn't tell you who it is, but they are doing a very good job. Mm -hmm. uh, the last two episodes were directed by the John Wick director. Okay. Oh, well, that, that 100% makes sense. Yeah. That shows. I forget right. his name, but that's who it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember either. I'm totally good with that. Um, but definitely looking forward to the next two episodes. Um, I'm expecting something special in the last two hours of the season. Yeah, and uh, honestly, this has probably been my favorite thing that Marvel's done in a very long time. So, uh, they haven't done much since uh, Endgame. They did Spider-Man and you know some other stuff, but I, I think this is my favorite. And I, I don't even know when that goddamn Black Widow movie's coming out because it was supposed to come out what last year. I think it's supposed to be May this year. I think. Yeah, May or July, one of the two. Okay. I, I saw it the other day. It's either May or July. I can't remember which of the two. All I'm right. wanting to say it's July. I am looking forward to their What If series because that looks uh, animated. That looks yeah. awesome. It's because that's just sounds like something that you have to deliberately try to screw up because you can yeah. tell literally any story you want. Exactly. So you have to go out of your way to make it bad. Yeah. And it's going to um it's going to introduce Uatu the Watcher, which is really cool. Okay. Um, who's going to be voiced by um Keith David, which is awesome. Right on. Oh, I love him voicing anything, man. Anything. He he could read me the phone book and I'd be happy. Hey, man. Well, speaking of uh excellent voice work, 
let's move on to our next weekly discussion. It is Amazon Prime's, what are we on, episode five now? Yes. Yep. Episode five of Invincible. Um, this episode might have been my favorite episode of this show. I had a great time with it. Other than episode one, I believe this was the second best episode in the series so far. It was, it was pretty fucking rad. Yeah, it, it had action for days. Yeah. It had bloodshed. It had great voice acting because uh, uh, we, we're talking about in the What sure. If series. Uh, I, I love Mahershala Ali, who voiced yeah. uh, Titan in this episode, yeah. and who's also going to be our next Blade. Yep. So, and then Jeffrey Donovan is Machine Head, which is just hilarious because he was just an auto. He was just auto tune the entire time. Yep. Michael uh, Michael Dorn is Battle Cat, and if you don't know who Michael Dorn is, that's War from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, that dude was a monster. That, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we just get right into it. That motherfucker yeah. was whooping everybody's ass, Everybody. including Invincible. He got everyone. Invincible got his ass whooped, and I mean yeah. hard. You ain't. I was yeah. like to say it's not for a name change because you are not. Well, you'll see. Uh, but for this episode, no, he was not. He he got the ever loving shit kicked out of him. Um, the entire crew did. Uh, what two people died? Uh, I think. Yeah. They, I, I I think. Um, I think only one did because I don't. I don't know what the if Monster Girl actually died or not. I know that the that the old guy did. She looked pretty dead to me. Well, uh, she no, went back to her human form, but I don't know if she was dead. But I, didn't they have her on uh on a yeah. respirator? What at the end? Yeah, yeah. and uh. The other guy whose name I do not remember. He's basically he used to be one of the guardians yeah. of the globe, but he had no powers. And they just ditched his suit for no yeah. reason. I'm like, yeah. uh, I don't really know what his abilities are, but uh, that's just seemed like a dumb idea. Well, this episode started off with a bang with Titan just running through some gangsters and mm-hmm. like fucking brutality ensues. It was it was pretty epic. This show, if it's not anything else. It's gory as fuck, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about it is they don't sugarcoat the superhero life. This is what you would expect superheroes to actually do mm-hmm. in situations presented like they're being presented is just fucking brutalize people. And I'm not saying that's the only thing that's saving this show for me, but it's definitely one of its highlights because it's, it's not afraid to go there. This show, uh, the story arc for this episode was very interesting. I was engaged with not only the action, but the story and the narrative being told. I thought it was very well done, very well written. And it showed you a lot about who Omni-Man really is when he's just watching it happen. Mm-hmm. Letting his son get his fucking ass kicked. Almost dies. Yeah. And didn't yeah. do anything to stop it. Nothing uh, to stop it. I get, He's like, he's I like the, the, the more we see of Omni-Man, the less I you're supposed to like him. But yeah. it's like, I know he, he was clearly trying to teach him a lesson, but the, in the hardest and worst way possible mm-hmm. by letting him get his ass whooped. And like, he, he's, uh, he's starting well, to become a, vi- he's starting to become a villain that I love. Yeah. Well, he, he, he knew regardless of how much of an ass whooping he took, he was going to survive it. That's why, I mean, it was like, you got to learn how to lose before you can appreciate the victories. And that's totally I think, fair, I think that's but, what the whole thing was about. But yeah, how 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 very saying of him. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they are very um very like Tommy man and uh, <laughs> have very saying like character about him. That's for sure. Well, even uh, even their heritage is mm. is very saying like. It's like we come from a a planet of elite warriors that's yeah. sent out. The only the only difference is Saiyans are sent out to destroy planets and the Viltrumites are sent out to protect them. That's the only difference. It's like if you told me that Invincible gets stronger after every battle, I'm going to lose my fucking <laughs> mind. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was going to go super saiyan in the middle of that fight. It's it looked like he did, but then he's just like he's like you guys are pissing me off and then he just got his ass whooped some more. Yeah. By Battle Cat, which was amazing. Yeah. The Guardians uh, of the gl- the new Guardians show up and they just get their fucking shit handed to them. Well, they they, they held the role for a minute. I mean, they pretty a much defeated everybody else on the team, on Battle Cat's team. I, I I it was a it was a very well paced battle. It, it, yeah. it went back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win. Yeah. I thought they might have pulled it out of the end, but no, this show's no. got balls, dude. 
Yeah. And basically, the only reason that they pulled it off is because Battle Cat was like, this is boring. You're boring. Yeah, you're not worthy. Yeah. You're not worthy. He I'm just leaving. he just dipped and let everybody else fight. Like, that's some shit that, Goha- that Goku does. <laughs> He's like, I'm bored. You're boring me. Yeah. And he left. That's exactly <laughs> what he did with Frieza. I definitely hope we see more of Battle Cat, and I think we will. Um, oh, God, because... I hope so. Because that, that motherfucker laid a bigger smackdown on Invincible than anybody else I've, ever, I've seen so far. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Omni-Man, when he took out the original Guardians, was pretty fucking dope. But Battle Cat beating everybody's ass in this episode was equally dope. Mm-hmm. Because no one stood a chance. So that was pretty great. No, no. And then when, when, he, um, when he fucking crushed Monster Girl's head with the two rocks and then the blood just rains over his face and he licks it off his lips, I was like, that's, that's pretty badass. Yeah. The animation in this series continues to get... That's another thing. Well, I'm not going to say it gets better and better with every episode, but it's consistent. It's good. Yeah, that's that's another thing that yeah. uh, is really saving the show. Is it, it's just so fun to look at. Yeah. So, yeah, but like I think that's like we said when we when we first started reviewing with the first three episodes, you know, it's 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 special for in its own way, but it's nothing yeah. spectacular. It's just a lot of fun that we're having yeah. in between Marvel movies yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And what are y'all's thoughts on the whole uh, Peter Parker esque uh, like traits oh, that yeah. they give to to Mark uh, well, to Invincible? That, like that, he's, he's having to deal with with his real life. You know, Spider Man was the first one that ever had to do that in the comics. Yeah, and he had real life. He had real life human problems, and his and and being a superhero made his life suck. I actually like how you just put that um, pose that question because to me. Mark Grayson is basically Spider-Man, but with Superman powers. Yeah, and, and, it seems that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm honestly kind of already cool sick it. of it. I'm no, I'm already sick of it because Spider-Man was only in high school for like 26 issues when he first started. They got him out of high school so he could deal with other shit. I, I'm, I get it. He's in high school and he has teenage hormone problems, but uh, that should not be half of what you're focusing on. Either tell the bitch or break up with her, and then go date Adam Eve. I don't care. I don't. I don't care about it with Spider Man because I want to see him doing Spider Man stuff, not balancing his 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 life for three films. Speaking of a character sense? that uh, speaking of a character that you hate, and uh, Rex Splode stepped up this episode. <laughs> I just uh, he was yeah. less of a piece of shit this episode than he's been any other episode. That's for sure. He's still an asshole. Oh, of course he is. That's yeah. why we love him. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah, he, I the whole Spider-Man thing. He was a turd that weighed six Keurigs. Now he's a turd that weighs four. It's still <laughs> a four Keurig turd. Uh, I don't mind the, uh, giving him Spider-Man-esque <laughs> qualities. Um, I think it fits. I read. Character. I think it fits, well, the, it fits the story. I'm not mad at it. Well, it's not that it fits the character. It's a cliche. Well, well yeah. Well, I mean, again, that's what Image Comics does. Yeah. That's what, and it's not even a ripoff of Spider Man. It's a ripoff of everyone because every superhero we get to see in a comic book has to struggle with their daily lives, like Batman, for example, or Green Lantern, or Flash, even Superman. It's not original, and it's also not something that we're here to see. I, I dare say that probably the only original characters outside of like, you know, Preacher and the Walking Dead cast and outside the only superhero like character that image has ever come out with that was original to image comics was probably spawn. Everybody else is pretty much a knockoff of somebody from DC, Marvel or dark horse. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember who did kick ass. Uh, That was dark horse. I think. Yeah. I believe it was dark. Horse. Yes. The dark horse comic. Okay. So, yeah, great episode. Yeah, look, still, I mean, I, I'm still engaged. I'm looking forward for the rest of them. I hope it keeps getting better. I the the, the tension between uh with with his wife investigating because she's yes. suspicious. I think knows now. I think he's going to yeah. kill her. Yeah, he's yeah. I think so too. He's he's either going to kill her or he's going to really hurt her. Yeah, yeah. that's what's going to kick um, off the fight between him and his son. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be it. That's that's got to be the turning point. Which he just I uh, you and just goes after his dad. 
I am so here for that fight, whatever it goes down, because we all know it's going to. Mm-hmm. I am so here for that fight. Yeah, me too. I think uh, for uh, if they were to come to blows right now, Invincible would get his fucking ass whooped. He's not even close. Well, we, we already know what's we better know for the story. To, we know who's going to win. Yeah, I know. I mean, but he should, I mean, Omni Man should beat the shit out of him for one full episode and a half. And then Invincible <clears> should beat the shit out of Omni Man for like three quarters of an episode. Yeah, it'll all be night, Our- neat, neatly wrapped up. So, uh, moving on? Moving on. So, I don't know what possessed me to pick this movie. It was kind of just a... And I, not, not, not saying that it's bad or whatever. I'm just saying uh, it just kind of popped into my head. It's like, man, Dasher talks about this movie all the time. I haven't seen it in like 10 years. Seth's never seen it. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, eventually he was going to pick this movie. And there's a certain story attached to it that Dasher loves to tell literally everyone. We'll uh, get there. Yeah, we're talking about Clive Barker and Tony Todd, Candyman, which you can watch on Tubi, which is an app I hardly ever use, but it comes in handy in a pinch every once in a while. It oh, yeah, because prime. It, it's, it's, the, it's the streaming equivalent of a stack of shit. Yeah, that's exactly. right. There's nothing on, dude. I was scrolling through it before I selected. I was like, "There's nothing on here." No, no there's really. have, a lot of it is it's a, uh, it's a garbage app. They have a lot of great B movie horror on there, like Hills Have Eyes and Reanimator and stuff like that. Oh, but sure. If you're, if you're not looking for horror, you're not. Yeah. You, that's not the app for you. But, yeah. Uh, so we've done Clive Barker before when we talked about Hellraiser one and two. Mm-hmm. And now he, he just he just produced and wrote the story, right? He he uh, it was based on a short story called uh, "Fuck, I forgot." It's called something. Uh, it says it in the credits. Yeah, I, I forget what the name of the short story was, but it was one of the short stories in his "Books of Blood" series, um, mm-hmm. which, if you haven't checked out, is fucking phenomenal. Um, Barker's a goat as far as horror goes. I mean, that's just all there is to it. If anybody that thinks differently is a fool or just doesn't know the genre. Yeah, I think so, some guy um, named Bliss directed this. No, Bernard Rose actually directed. Okay, Bernard Rose. Yeah, okay. Bernard Rose, and um, the score was by Philip Glass, which is one of the most iconic horror scores in okay. the history of the genre. I have plenty to say on the score, but uh, side note: if you haven't seen Books of Blood on Hulu, it's it's Clive Barker, and it came out uh, last year. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Seth, you have not seen this movie before. No, I have so not. usually when that happens, uh, that person has the honor of going first. Uh, it was fine. I liked okay. it. You know what? I, I expected that. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was it was uh, especially like the first the first half or three quarters of the movie was I found very interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the the story of her. They're, they're researching this urban legend. And it just happens to be true. Mm. Um, but, and I almost wish the movie would have stuck with this hard and left Candyman a figment of her imagination. I, mm. I, I was, I was intrigued that she was going nuts and doing this shit. Uh, I, it, I, I, I thought that was where they were going with it because That's I know fair. that in the, in the sequels that, you know, he's just a monster. Basically he's, goes. he's a Jason or a Freddy now. So, but in this pinhead dude that got, got treated yeah, the same pinhead, way, same yeah. way. But, yep. in, you know, in this, I, I thought that, yeah, he was going to, like, that's the Candyman curse. You become crazy, and he's just not there, really. Mm. He, like, he just kind of, like, invades your mind or makes you nuts and makes you do all this shit. Uh, I don't know. It kind of, at the, at the end, when you find out he really is real, and then she comes back as the new Candyman or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I was like, okay, it's that's fine, I guess. Uh, if you want to make him real, but uh, I don't know. I, I was, I, I, the the first, especially like the first half of the movie is way better than uh, like the second half, especially the last quarter, in my opinion. That's fair. I, uh, but I, I, but Tony Todd's performance as Katie Man was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. He, Tony he Todd knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah, he he killed it. His 
his voice is so absolutely perfect for this character because it's so creepy yeah. and deep. And yeah. I love that you're drinking out of a Michael Myers mug right now, Dasher. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm kind of the opposite where uh, to f- the first half of the movie usually uh, is the part that drags for me, which is and I, and I was watching it thinking, you know, this is probably why I haven't seen it in so long, because when, when it was over, I thought, OK, I still do really like it. But it's it, it's not Hellraiser for me. It it, it it's it, it like no you said, no it, no it, no. It's fine. No, well, Hell, Hellraiser is a nightmare on film. Yeah, this well, this is it's it's almost not even a horror movie, is it? Almost not. Almost, almost not. It's 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 definitely a psychological uh, horror. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then it just then it turns into a monster movie at the end. Yeah, there's well, there's not a whole lot of. Uh, of of gory kills there's the one with the doctor yeah um where he just comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. and you just see him and he's just ripping that fucking hook up his back mm-hmm. uh the violence in that was implied mm-hmm. and it made it i think a little more gruesome because you're seeing his reaction yeah um you so didn't yeah. have to see the blood and guts to get the point of what was going on I, I exactly so, honestly the grossest part to me is always the bees uh at the end where, where him and helen are you know, he kisses Helen with the. I, I cannot stand seeing bugs in people's mouths. It it don't eat because I made the mistake of eating when that when that was on, and I'm like, I'm putting this down. I don't need this no more. <laughs> well, to 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 uh, give you a little backstory on that scene, his um, agent for the movie negotiated in his contract that every time he got stung by a bee during those scenes, he would get paid a thousand dollars. He wound up getting twenty three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Worth it. Yeah, totally. And uh, the real bees, no CGI. I mean, kudos. Oh, no, you can tell. Those are real. Yeah, those yeah, are 100% balls. real. No, I would never have done that. Yeah, when they, when they, when I saw them in his mouth and they're like all over her. And I'm like, they really did that? That's yeah, fucking crazy. That, they did They did not fake that. No. They, and they could have. I mean, because they the CGI have. was there for it at the time. But that just shows how, you know, invested and attention to detail they were they're like we can use cgi but why in 1992 no way no way no way no way because Jurassic no way that would have looked fake as shit dude Jurassic the way they Park had wasn't comp- even out then no the yeah, way they had true. to comp in things like that back then yeah it would have looked completely fake because they would have nah. had to or like erase part of his mouth and you would have yeah. been able to tell yeah because this this did not near have the budget jurassic park did and that was out a year later yeah well th- this was um you know this was pretty much a box office flop, but it's one of those movies that after it left the movie theaters is when it started getting, I mean, this is basically your typical version of a cult classic um, as, as a lot of great horror movies are, mm-hmm. you know, they don't do very well at the box office, but then afterwards their fan base just continues to grow. What I like about Candyman, And I, I um, mentioned this when you said that we were going to be watching it. It's easily one of my top three or, or five favorite horror movies is, Candyman is such a relatable character. He's almost not even the villain, is he? Okay. I mean, you can sympathize with him. I mean, he's basically a spirit of vengeance for the most part. Mm, He's more like, he's more like pinhead. If you call him, he's coming, whether you want him to or not. It's basically like, it doesn't matter what your intentions are. If you open the box, you're fucked. Yeah. It does not matter. And if you call him, you're fucked. It does not matter. Right. Which is, that's Why, not vengeance. The, he's just he's just a, he's just doing his job, I guess. I don't know. I, 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 and that's why in the subsequent sequels, two Farewell to the Flesh was watchable. Um, three was absolute dog shit. I think I've only seen it like twice, but I will take your word on that. Yeah, uh, two is two is pretty good. Uh, nowhere near as good as one. Um, but one, it, it's it's I like it a lot. Again, it's one of my top three or five favorite horror movies, and um take the movie aside Candyman as a character is easily in my top three favorite horror characters of all time mm-hmm. movies be damned well I, I i think what really sells this film and what helps it out a lot is it's it's a good looking film for one mm-hmm. yeah um as far as as far as b horror movies go this is a good this is a pretty good looking uh, movie mm-hmm. and the actors are giving a shit they try um especially yeah. virginia madison is she's she's killing it yeah, she had to. I mean, as the lead, if you're not if you're not trying, why should I invest my time in the rest of this film? 
Yeah. But uh, what I I got I got to disagree with you when it comes to the score of this film. Seth, help me out, and, and let me let me know if you agree with this or not. Because the 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 music that they played in this movie is it, at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end. It sounded like the room. It sounded like that in between music that you heard in the room. <laughs> it, it was it was now very that you mentioned fitting. it. Now that you mention it, yeah, but uh, I think this, it fit the tone of the movie very well. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of forgot about it. It, it just kind of fell into the background, dude. When I um, hear, when I hear that, which, music which from isn't the room, necessarily a bad thing. No, yeah. no. I, if, um, if, if it was anything in the else, face with it every chance I got. It didn't. Right. Yeah, it, music was. It, it really didn't even need to be there because. Uh, but but when you when you play that music from that movie in my ear, I'm immediately going to go, "Oh my god." It's Tommy Wiseau. I can't not hear it because mm. I've seen that movie so many fucking times. I don't that, see that at all. Okay, well, I don't. I don't get that at all. Y- you just don't watch that. You just don't watch the room as often as we do. I. I, I, I mean, maybe that's it. But uh, whenever I hear that score, the first thing I think of is that's Philip Glass from Candyman. Well, I, we actively look for people to show this movie to. Like, what you haven't <laughs> seen it? Oh. Good. I have a Saturday coming up that's totally free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go, going back to the gore, I mean, this movie doesn't beat you over the head with blood and guts. It's Most of it is done off screen. You hear the ripping of the flesh. You don't see the ripping of the flesh. And I think right. that actually added to the mystique of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, I, I actually appreciated the, the underplay of the, of the gore. In yeah. a way, uh, because you saw the aftermath of these deals, and those were gruesome. Yeah, and she when she wakes up in that bathroom, she's covered in blood. The whole house is covered in blood. The dog's heads laying next. Dog's to her heads with a laying knife. down with a butcher knife. She picks it up. She goes to the baby's room, and she, the mom's in there crying because there's blood everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's it's gruesome as fuck. And then yeah. when when her uh, best friend is killed, yeah, uh, the mother in the movie that you're referring to is uh, playing. Um, Played by Vanessa Williams. What's her character's name in the movie, Ian? Uh, Anthony's mom. Ah, fuck. I don't remember. Anyway, if you've watched the Jordan Peele trailer that has come out, because he's rebooting or re, well, I don't know if it's a sequel or a reboot. It's a reboot. But she's in the movie, and the main character, played by um, the guy that played Doc Manhattan in The Watchmen and um, Black Manta in Aquaman, is. Hmm. her grown-up son that was the baby in this movie. So they're going to play predominant roles, which I think is cool. So it's basically a continuation of the story, and that schedule, it's been pushed back so many fucking times because of COVID. I think it's finally yeah. scheduled to release in August. Oh, good. Yeah, because I'm, I'm definitely... Tony Todd is supposed to be reprising his role as Candyman. I don't know if he's going to be the voice or if he's going to be the actual Spectre, but I'm here for it regardless. Yeah, but uh, e- either way, I'm I'm gonna check it out because uh, Jordan Peele, he's one in one he's, so far. I, he's I haven't seen Us, but uh, Get Out pretty much knocked it out of the park. I've heard Us is really good too. Um, I've seen them both. Get Out was okay to me. I didn't oh, I think it Get was as, I didn't think it was as great as everybody played it out to be. And maybe that's because I went into it with such high expectation because I, I was late to watch that one. I was um, too, but I wasn't expecting it to be as great as people thought it was. I was just like, I'll judge it for what it is. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is really good. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love to get out because it's, that's when it comes to horror, that's yeah. right. That's my alley. That's where yeah. I usually go. Yeah. Um, um, is, was, is, is, is that psychological, uh, that terror you feel in your mind. Yeah. And of course, violence has to ensue because, yeah. uh, you know, that's, psychopaths are violent right so um, but but yeah and, and that's what i appreciated about candy man I'm, I'm actually kind of glad i watched it us was very meh to me so uh in my eyes peels one and one one good one. one not so good but well, he's not even directing the reboot of candy man um he's just producing it okay uh well i like i said it's not hellraiser but it's a, it's a damn good movie. Yeah, there I like pl- how um I like how Candyman's character had a very, you know, a sense of philosophy about him. In some of the lines that he spoke, he was very philosophical, even though it was like 
you know, psychotic philosophical. It was still very philosophical. Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite favorite lines of the film is like, uh, I told you everybody would abandon you. Now yeah. all you have left is my desire for you. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, right. Exactly. You know. He did repeat himself a few times, which I was, I found, I didn't, I was just like, ah, okay. Yeah. Is, what did he say the most? Uh, yeah, come with me man. and be immortal. Come with me and be immortal. And, uh, uh, shit. Helen. It was always you. Oh, yeah. It's it always, always you. Oh, and, oh, and come and, back and, to me. And you're mine now. Right. Uh, be my victim or something. Yeah, be, be my, my victim. victim. Yeah, which that's I don't know. I I kind of dig that line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be my victim is pretty fucking ominous. He, he was like, he's like, I'm inviting you to let me kill you. I'm not yeah. going to do it. I, you have to invite me to kill you almost, and I'm going to seduce well, he, you. He knew that she was going to do it because he had a baby yeah. hostage. Yeah, which yeah. I I forgot uh, a lot about this movie apparently because when uh, when she woke up for the first time and there was blood all over, I'm like, oh, oh wait a minute, no, she didn't kill the kid. Oh, thank God, I forgot that she didn't because I saw the I saw the blood in the baby. I'm like, did she kill the baby? Wait, never mind. Right, we're right. good. We're good here. We're all good yeah. now. How are you? <laughs> it's a fine film. Um, very fine I'll watch film, it. Yeah. I'll watch it yeah. many more times in my life because I, I normally, like I said, watch it at least once or twice a year. No, yeah. this is. I, I think this is a movie I probably will go back and revisit. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I really appreciated a lot of it. Uh, it was very artistic. It was. It was artistic. It, it was very. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say understated because that's not the right term. It, it was. It, it it played to its strengths. It didn't try to mm. uh, go over the top with anything. It, mm. it, it, it knew where the uh, it knew where the narrative had to go, and it was. Mm. I, I thought it was a great execution of how it got there. Yeah. Uh, even even though it didn't uh, it didn't end up exactly like I thought it was going to end up. Uh, I still I still enjoyed it a lot. Well, that's and, a, and it's, that's kind of so much different than anything else we've gotten from Clive Barker too. It's like yeah, but that's another thing about Clive Barker is uh, don't try to figure him out because yeah, because uh, nah. yeah. you are going. <laughs> trust me, if you've got head cannon when it comes to his shit, let it go. You'll, yeah, you're, it's, it's easier to predict Star Wars. Yeah, uh, Barker's definitely in a league of his own. That's why he's a fucking legend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, with that, before we wrap this up. Dasher, tell us a story. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> so apparently Ian and Seth are drunk at the bar one night, and in comes walking Mr. Tony Todd and the kid that and the guy that played childhood Jason in the original Friday the Thirteenth movie, who was a weirdo. Well, of course, I mean, but at the same like time, well, he, he was like one of those like theater weirdos. Like he just he was just so animated. Yeah, like, is, is he, are you capable of speaking without flapping your arms about? <laughs> he was, <laughs> he was so uncomfortably weirdly flamboyant. Yeah, and it and was, I, it, it was in such a, it was in such a, uh, an innocent way almost. Yeah, yeah, childlike almost. Yes, yeah, yes, it, very it, childlike. It, like uh, his, his yeah, complete like, polar opposite was Tony Todd, who yeah, they uh, were just there together. He was very nonchalant. He was very mm-hmm. stoic and stiff. The other guy, very avant-garde, which was weird. And, uh, like they so were just Ian, hanging out. Ian's talking to Tony Todd, you know, chopping it up with him. And then I think you even said Tony Todd kind of like interrupted you in mid-sentence. was like, I want to go to a strip club. Yeah, because I was asking him. Yeah. I was, I, I, and you didn't go. Well, I was in the middle of asking him, okay, so what's your deal with the Final Fan or the Final Destination movies? Like, I need to know what your character is. And he basically said they were going to address it in the next film, which never happened because uh, this is well past five and that's all there is. He basically said that his character was kind of like a, they were going to explore it. He was either the angel of death or something to that extent. Yeah. And I'm talking to him and all of a sudden he's just like, yeah, so we're, uh, we're going to head to a strip club, which one. And he asked us, which one should they go to? And we told him, like, you need to go to this one because it's the it's the best one in town. That one over there is a bikini bar. Don't waste your fucking time. The other one is full of uggos. The other one, <laughs> fuck it. Has bullet wounds and tampon strings. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
And they were waiting for a limousine to come pick them up. And there was no room in the limo for us, but they asked us, do you guys want to go with us? Well, shit. It would be the, it would be the honor of a lifetime, sir. But mm-hmm. unfortunately I could not. I don't even remember why I said no. I think it's because no, I didn't want to leave no. you assholes. No, I, wasn't I was there. with you. I wasn't even there. It was you and Seth and Finch that were there. No, Finch no, wasn't even no, with us. No, no it, it was, was me and Seth. Ian. It yeah. was me and Ian. And it, it, when you tell this story, Dasher, you always say that you didn't go. That's the no. We, we couldn't, couldn't go. go. I don't, and I don't remember why we couldn't, but we could not. I'm pretty go. sure I didn't drive. And I would have we we I would have went clinging to the top of the fucking limousine. I'm pretty sure we were <laughs> hammered. Like, but no, That's I didn't no have excuse. my car with me, and I know that, that, that actually uh, being too drunk to drive across that bridge. Uh, this is in Panama City, by the way. Uh, being too drunk to drive across that bridge that late at night, because uh, it was probably what 12, one in the morning. I think it was around 11.30, but something like that. Uh, Yeah, it was just us saying no to that. If they would have said get in the limousine, yeah, we probably would have gone. Goodbye. Yeah, but we had to drive and follow them there. And yeah, oh, we're here with Tony Todd. He doesn't remember who the fuck we are. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, it's it's one of the things I often refer back to is I wonder how how many people, when he walked inside the gold, realized exactly who the hell he was. (sighs) Uh, I would, had to be at least I, I, a couple. I would say oh. a couple of people. I, w- I, w- I don't think he got mobbed. Yeah. I would assume um, that most of the people that recognized him weren't even working there. They were just uh, people who patrons. sit at home and watch horror movies and you know jerk off to Tony Todd as the Candyman because ain't no stripper going to know who he is. They got shit to do. Uh, oh, I still um, am very I, disappointed in the both dude, of you. Trust it me, will be it, for the remainder of my life, dude. If he'd have to- if he'd have told us y'all can cut y'all can ride with us. There's not a there's not a doubt in my mind that I'd have no, gone. No, we we would be telling a much different story. Today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would have picked Candyman a long time ago just so I could tell the story. All right, <laughs> and well, I imagine it would go that the, the night would start, and all of a sudden we were in the limousine, and out came the boy. <laughs> and I hope that's how the night went. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah uh, I mean, don't do drugs kids tony todd's my my first movie i ever remember seeing tony todd in was actually the um tom savini's remake of night of the living dead he played ben which came out i think like two years before Candyman came out and i loved that movie and then when mm-hmm. Candyman came out i just todd can do no wrong in my eyes even in some of the crap movies he's been in he always plays his role to the fullest yeah he was in wishmaster and he was yeah. awesome yeah, the names Valentine, right. Johnny Valentine, Johnny Valentine. <laughs> Which, oh, I'm right. sorry, you beat uh, you beat somebody that's six foot seven and their last name is Valentine, they're yeah. going to kick your ass. <laughs> oh, uh, Tony Todd is a massive individual. Yes, oh, God, he, he was so big because because Seth is I the was, tallest I, out I, of all yeah. of us, and he's yeah, like, what are you, six two, six three? Six one. Okay. And I was looking up at this guy. He's yeah. enormous. Yeah. He's, yeah, a, he's, he's a big dude. And I'm five ten. I'm looking upper at him and I'm like, everything you say has to be cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> this guy, all he has to do, he does he he just has to stop looking down and he and he and you're out of his line of sight. He doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. So everything I said to him, I had to be I had to be really cool. But I it was awesome because we didn't even know he was there. Uh, a friend. No, of ours we stumbled who, upon him. No, of uh, our friend who ran karaoke there told us he was there on the other side, and we ran. We're like, yeah, "What? That, no, we, Tony Todd yeah, is here." No, we we were that drunk. We just got kind of stumbled upon him. <laughs> yeah, because the reason why they were, he was there is that was the year they were doing the uh, Comic Con out at the Boardwalk Beach Resort, which was um, adorable, by the way. I th- no, it was at yeah, La- it was at Lavilla. They haven't done it since. They it was at Lavilla. No one showed up. Yeah, they haven't done it since. Um, and he was just, you know, I'm in Panama City. Let's do as the Panama Cityans do. And he went to the Gold Nugget Strip Club, as yeah. the Panama Cityans are one to do. Panama Cityans. Yeah, well, <laughs> that, there you go. There you go. God bless the Gold Nugget. Uh-huh. Some fond memories in that place. Shout out. A, a direct plug. A direct plug. Mm-hmm. Out of all the buildings that survived Hurricane Michael, was all the strip clubs. It's the only one he gave a shit about. <laughs> Oh yeah. Did the nugget survive? Yes, it did. Okay, thank God. It's even bad. It's even bad when uh 
Like I, there's a, there's many nights that I didn't even go in, but they had a food truck outside every single oh my night. God, that's made yes. some of the best cheesesteaks you'll ever have. Ever. Like, I'm going to the nugget. Oh, are ever. you going in? No, I'm hungry. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, makes me or, regret. We didn't have a fucking food truck hot dog with Tony Todd. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think they had the food truck at that time. That y'all no, made, they did. didn't. I don't yeah, think they uh, did. Oh yeah, they sure they did. Cause that was back. What year was that? That was like I'm, what 2016, 2017? Was it 16? No, yeah. it was it was it, it was uh, it was 15 or 16 because 17 is the year I moved. Okay. Yeah. So well, all anything right. else about the movie, fellas? No, nah. not really. Now we're just got now we're just gossiping like girls. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it because that I mean, man we're, gossip, we're talking about Tony Todd, so it's that man deserves to be adored. Exactly. If you're if you haven't said uh said three Tony Todd's today, make sure that you Tony Todd full of grace or however the hell that goes. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, Seth next week. I believe Seth is next week. Yes, Who's Seth after is. me? It's me. You think we'd know this by now. It's, it's like me. our 80th episode. <laughs> what did we do last week? The goods. That That's was right. you. Yep. All right. Yep. So it is. Seth. All right. Go ahead. All right. So next week I told Ian, uh, what Friday night that I was debating I, between three movies. I've already forgotten. Uh, and I think I have decided on one. It's a movie that people don't talk about anymore, and I think it deserves a lot more attention, and that's the film starring Denzel Washington, Trading Day. Hmm. All right. All right. That Not is... my favorite Denzel movie, but by far a damn good movie. I've seen it one time. Really? And it was a long time ago. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. I've seen, uh, seen it a oh, couple good. of times, but definitely, definitely looking forward to talking about it. Fair enough. And I, I think it's a fine flick, uh, and I'm I'm a big fan of Ethan Hawke. I think he's an underrated actor. Agreed. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw out my selection for the following week as well because I already know what I'm going to pick. I'm going to stick with um, Ian's genre here, and I'm going to go with another horror movie. And uh, Seth Rebel, you in particular are going to love this because we're going to cover The Descent. I knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> Shocking. I have never seen The Descent. Have you not really? I've never seen The Descent. Wow. No, you fucking hate I thought it. he was joking. I thought he was. I thought he had seen it. I thought he had seen nope. it multiple times. No, I have not. Well, you, my friend, are in for a treat. We'll see. Yes, we will. And also next week, we're going to cover uh, the next episode of Winter Soldier and Invincible, Invincible, which hopefully will be amazing. I hope so, because... Uh, Man, these two episodes were so good. I'd hate to see them yeah. slip backwards. Yeah. Well, All you right. kind of almost think that they have to slip backwards just a little bit, but as long as it's not a lot, I'm comfortable with it. And I also want to go ahead and make, make a suggestion because I ain't going to be picking this in the future. Start watching Lois and Superman on the CW app because they're five episodes in and they're going to start expiring. All right. All right. Well, at a certain point, they'll be, they'll all be on Netflix, won't they? Because that's kind of what they a do year. with the CW shows. A year after they end. Mm. All righty. God damn it. Now you're giving me homework. Yes, yes, I I supernatural, you'll, you'll, God damn it. You'll be fine with it. Yeah, we have a lot to do. Yeah. All you right. need to finish Supernatural as well. Uh, just throwing that out there again. Yeah, I'm going to go do that right now. You should. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> later. Peace, guys. <laughs>